College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall. I'm Chris. And man, oh man, do we have a whole lot to talk about on and off the field. Of course, we're going to have to start with the playoff selections. Did FSU get completely screwed? Is there a case that Alabama should be there? We're going to talk it all the way through. You know, both of those things can be true, by the way. Um, and I know that's kind of lost in nowadays, you know, the context. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I think they're biased. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to fight biasness with biasness. That's what you hear a lot of times. Um, and everybody has biasness. We get it, but it's getting over the top over there. But yes, of course, you know, Florida State has got to be crushed. Um, and I do feel bad for them. No doubt about it. We're going to talk about it. But then we're going to talk about the action on the field. Bama, whether you think they should be four or not, they did. Um, pull off a, a, a decent size um, upset. Washington, who was, you know, an underdog by even more, they look like they, you know, they were the team that they looked like, you know, in the first five, six weeks. It was like, hey, this is the team that we've been talking about earlier. Where was this team? Um, and, and then we'll, we'll talk our way through all this stuff. Um, I do have a rant later as far as the NIL stuff um, and people romanticizing the past as if, you know, we always had one against two or as if we didn't have uh, split championships and, and a lot of romanticizing the past. And, and I'm starting to see a lot, too much blame on the players in this NLI. And it's like, well, what about the NCAA and what about the colleges and the, the commissioners and the, you know, the people in charge, they could have fucking stopped or not stopped this, but prevented this wild, wild west vibe to it. They could have just accepted it was going to come and, and lay out some pretty common sense stuff. So we're going to talk it all the way through here on the College Ball Show. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope it radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope it open and download the show there. Listen to it in the browser if you don't want to. You can find the College Ball Show under the rope dope radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Google Podcast, download the podcast app, Podbay, uh, Podtail, whole lot of other places. Uh, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to the gruelingtruth.com and Sports News 24. And one more thing, Direct TV Stream. Sign up today. Save up to $64.99 when you get Direct TV Stream. Our best deal of 2023 for a limited time. Scratched from ninety four ninety eight all the way down to sixty nine ninety eight for the first two months. Say fifty dollars when you get the entertainment package and the Direct TV Sports Pack. Direct TV Stream, check it out. All right, let's go ahead and bring in my co-host Marshall. And Marshall, you know, we just before we hit record, we did kind of have a conversation about this. Um, it's you know impossible not to feel bad for Florida State. Um, it's, you know, we have had other teams. We've had other debates in the past. We've had Central Florida. We had Cincinnati. 
and Cincinnati did get picked the second year. We've had the the, the Baylor thing. Um, TCU, well, the head-to-head, at least with Baylor and TCU, was established there. But um, in Ohio State, Ohio State ended up winning it. And even before, when it was just the BCS, we, we had some stuff going on there, right? We had a, a split championship, according to the AP, which was missing a team. Um, just in general, when we look back at it, Florida State was involved in the first one. It, it does suck. I feel for the coaches. I feel for the team. I feel for the fans. And, hey, Miami's my second favorite team. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised in Minnesota, so, you know, if the Gophers play Miami, I'm going for the Gophers. But, you know, in the 80s, as a kid, I loved college football all the way, you know, dating all the way back to that. And, and Miami was, was my squad. And, and so I can, I can still feel really bad for them for not getting in. But I can see the other side of it. Um, either way, you know, here we are. H- how's your day going so far? And give us your thoughts. You know, we're going to – we're going to start with the rankings because, you know, we got it. Yes. All right. So uh, it, it was a good day of teaching because we have to have the kids there. It was a, a just a teacher work day, which involved a lot of just uh, BS around the office and a little full court basketball. So today was a great day. And it was like 65. So special to live in Texas this time of the year. <laughs> now, on to football. Um I have, like you, listened to different shows, different podcasts, and I think I've I've had – time to kind of put my thoughts together along with what I've listened to people who I opinions I respect. And we, we had a little pregame chat here too. Yes. I, my, my coaching side of me feels awful for um, Mike Norvell for Florida state for any Florida state diehard fan. Let's just say if this was like me as a Tar Heels fan for basketball, I would be, I'd still probably be pissed. Like, so if you're a Florida state fan, you can throw all logic out the window, whatever about to say ain't going to make you happier. I completely get that. Like as a fan that that I would be fuming, but I'm not a Florida state fan. So I do think so fuck that, Florida state. No, I'm just kidding. I never said that. I'm just saying if, if I was a Florida state fan, it'd be a different story. I'm about to tell you. Um, I do think they got screwed because again, as, as, as a team, what more can you do the player schedule? But the, the the tough part was the quarterback got hurt. And once the quarterback got hurt, you started hearing the rumblings because we talked about that to finish our podcast last week. Of, Man, I wonder if they if they were to make it, would them having their star quarterback be out affect them? And you have, you have had people say, well, hey, they beat Florida. Now, I don't – that is a rivalry win, but Florida's not too hot as shit this year. And then you did beat Louisville. Now – Louisville's quarterback, and mind you, Louisville had scored, on average, 34 points a game in the last four games of the year. I don't know if Louisville was in on the take. Maybe, maybe Bama paid Louisville. That would actually make sense, because aside from that, <laughs> I really hey, don't the de- know. They, they've had a strong defense, Florida State. They, they, they have, but I just, I just, I did bet on uh, Louisville, and I really, like, my buddy is like, too. Plus is, three, plus uh, plus three, or three and a half, plus three and a half. And, and they went off as one point favorite because you see Florida State. Oh, their their third string quarterback's going in. Okay, like you know, I, I, what what happened? So, um, now I did hear if what what if Florida State had won like forty two to ten against Louisville? Well, that maybe is a different story then. But nonetheless, the quarterback got hurt, and that opened up the Pandora's box of, well, can we trust them to be? this this team if their star is out 
Now, obviously, for Jordan Travis, I get him saying, hey, I broke. I wish I broke my leg sooner this year so my, the committee could realize my teammate skill set they have. Um, so, overall, I completely get why Bama was chosen to kind of put my foot down here. Because you're the SEC. You have a, a TV contract with ESPN. Your name is Alabama. They want that money. They want the they want the fan. They want the name of Bama. So I do think the injury went against Florida State, the conference hearing went against Florida State, the SEC history went against Florida State, and the fact that it's Alabama. All those factors literally kind of coincided to the fact of, well, and all, along with the fact the committee is like, hey, if we do this, yes, it's going to upset people, and yes, it's going to be something different for the last 10 years of what we've done, but we don't have to answer to anyone. Like, yeah, Florida State's pissed. Yeah, their AD's pissed. Yeah, Mike Norvell's sad. But next year you have 12. And could there be a discussion like this next year, Chris, for 12 and 13 or 11 and 12? Sure. But the backlash will be different because a team who's finished 12th or 13th in a poll is a different situation than a team who's undefeated in the power conference. Like next year, if you were undefeated, you're making the college football playoff. If you win your conference, you're in. Like, so they kind of, the, the committee kind of is like, dude, we're going to do this for whether or not you believe in it. They don't have to, it's kind of like, well, you, you like the ask for forgiveness and instead of asking for permission kind of thing, you always hear kids say to their parents, parents say to their kids, whatever, you know, whatever, you're at work. Well, I'm going to do it anyways. I think the committee kind of had a lot of things go in their favor. And like around this time next year, Chris, we're going to be previewing what's going to be one of the coolest playoffs in like the sports in our lifetime in history of we're going to have D1 teams of football playing like home and road true playoff games. So this whole situation, unless you're an FSU fan, will be way gone by the wayside. And yeah, so I get why Bam was chosen. I completely see it. I can't argue with it just overall from all the things I've heard. And at the end of the day, the point spread, the, the losing the quarterback did hurt. Cause if and Las F- Vegas does not have, you know what they, their biasness, they want to make money. That's yeah. what their bias is. So I've even heard that a lot, there's an alignment, dude. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, because it, they don't have a dog. They have a dog in the race, but they're setting the race. You know what I mean? Yes. They're setting where you start and all that. Um, and I and I have heard the stuff. Uh, oh, keep going. Finish your thought. Oh, and I was just gonna say. And again, if 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 Travis is healthy. And it does kind of come down to not not that Vegas is involved, but the point spread because if Florida State had a healthy quarterback, Florida State, uh, Michigan, that that point spread is going to be we could we could talk about hey who's going to win that game like because Travis was having a hell of a year. Now the backup quarterback, then that that really did kind of sink it in because now your point spread is looking at something much different. And my last point, as to, to sum all this up. When you saw, did you see the video of Michigan when they saw we got Bama? <laughs> there, there was normally yeah, in March say Madison. Florida State, hey, Michigan got screwed on this one too. <laughs> nor, 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 I think nor, that, that was part of it actually, because if anything, the NCAA's they're like, sticking hey, it to Harbaugh. Hey, can we do this? Because we got this fucking guy over here. We got to get rid of him. Yeah, so because because normally whenever you know I know this is March Madness, but when you see the school get picked for a spot, you see all the teams hoop up and holler and jump and make noise. When when Michigan saw we got Bama, there was a couple of golf claps. I saw some people turn their head around. I saw some people walk away from their table, and they must be like, "Shit!" Like, mm, what 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 happened to Florida State? Come on now! Like, 
They were yeah. unbeaten, dude. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. So yeah, they maybe you're right. Maybe this is the, the roundabout way of NC double or no, sorry, the committee saying, Harbaugh, screw you, roll tide. <laughs> and that's the thing. I saw people saying some you know, somewhat uh kind of con- contradicting stuff. And we're all contra you know, we all contradict ourselves and all that. But but sure. to the level of it when you're supposed to be on a on a professional level, that's the problem I have. It's not with the fans, sure. it's it's with that. And you know, one, so they had all this stuff to say in the early part, right? Florida State should be in Florida State. And then when it came to Bama, they're breaking down Bama uh Bama Michigan, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, I think Bama's gonna win. Well hold on. Wait wait a second, you know? I, I I thought that this wasn't a team that was supposed to be in. No, but um, it does suck. But in the end, who would you pick this year to get into four? <clears throat> not not what your heart says. What you think is the best at the four spot? Well, then it then it really does come down to: Do you want the four current, arguably best teams, or the four most deserving? Because deserving. Is Florida State current best Bama? No, because if you're the better team, you deserve. It's not about deserve. It, 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 I mean, it's about both. That's the, yeah. that's the same. That's the same statement. Well, if you I, say someone's or, better, then they deserve it. Or who who current? Well, who currently is one of the four best teams? And I think who deserves it based off the year they had. I think that is because I would say, but but Florida's, that's not. Okay, go ahead. So, so, you say, think, so you're saying Florida State should be the fourth spot? No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I think that I think that's where people are split. Is that? Well, it, we know it, that, dude. We yeah. know that. Well, that's so so yeah, based on the I'm quarterback about being you. out, based on the quarterback being out, I would I would tip my scale to Bama just because a backup quarterback is not the same. That is tough. That is unfortunate injuries do happen. But I would put Bama because Bama just beat Georgia, and obviously, with that being said, you got to put Texas in because Texas beat Bama. So, now, I think that, you know, here's the statement from the ACC commissioner, Jim Phillips. It's unfathomable that Florida State, an undefeated Power 5 conference, um, was left out of the playoff. Their exclusion calls into the question, uh, into questioning the selection process and whether the committee's own guidelines were followed, including the significant importance of being an undefeated undefeated power five conference champion. Now, when they say you, you could say, uh, I have a problem with the selection process. You could say, I got a problem with who's, how they select who's, who's on the committee. I think that's actually a better argument, but when you say, but, but the problem is the, this is what the principles, they call it the factors of consideration, the principles of it. And this is not in exact order. Okay. Now, is there higher than lower and all that? Of course. Um, if someone's a conference champ, but they got beat by someone, Texas, they're not going to be over them, even though they got a better win, you know, in a sense. So conference championships won, right? So you win your chip, your conference champ. Strength of schedule, head to head competition, outcomes of a common opponent. The other rel- 
relevant factors include player and coach unavailability. Okay? So it says it right there. Okay? So when he says uh, they didn't follow their own guidelines, that's bullshit. That's just well, not true. Go ahead. The the one counter I've heard, which was a good point, was because, again, from my perspective, I think they put Bama in because right now Bama is a better football team with Florida State's quarterback out. And that's, what, that's one reason it led to it. But on the same committee show, they asked, why did you choose – and ask the, the head of the committee guy. I forget his name, whatever. Um, why did you choose to give the top uh, – the, the best power uh, – uh, the best mid-major conference team – sorry, I'm drawing a blank on that. Um, yeah, to, Liberty to, over SMU. Yes, and his reply was, well, you, you, you can't control – the teams you, you you can't control the teams you play on the field, but just look, look look at the year they had. Like so, if if you're if you're saying based on hey what Bama's doing currently, but then you say well why do you choose Liberty over SMU? Well, they, they can't control who's on there, like what happens on the field. Just like what they did, like you, you it's it's almost like he flipped the script for the mid major, not non the non well, non top five. That's separate though, Marshall. That's separate. But I think some people interpret that as your right, but that's the based on how you what want. my point was. My point was he's acting like the shit is not included in the decision when it's right there staring at us. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Other I, I relevant factors, including player and coach unavailability. That's what their 100%. rules yeah. say. That's all I was saying. That's oh, okay. a good debate. That's actually just as strong as debate. Maybe, you know, maybe that is. Maybe that is a, a stronger debate that that liberty shouldn't be in there. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But that's not what I was talking about. That's I hear. What I, was I hear you. Okay. That was completely uh, not totally different, but you know, <clears throat> the process. I, I get it. I get that part. But to act like they didn't go by their own guidelines, it's like, well, the guy there's there's five guidelines, not four. And as you said before the show, we've just not had a situation like this occur, which is what made the tough. Now, if this, let's say two years well, ago. Well, we did. We did, just not a power five, yes. Yeah. The exact yeah, yeah. power five, right? Yeah, the exact And remember, situation like this that. hasn't been around for 60 or 80 or 100 years. True. Like something 100%. Are it's been 10 yeah. fucking years. Yeah. It's only been 10 years. Yep. So everyone needs to calm down a little bit on that. Um. <laughs> You know, and you could say the SEC is down this year, but would you say Florida is the ACC better than the SEC? I just no. don't see that. I don't sure. see that. I mean, if Clemson was their normal Clemson, you may have an argument because, you know, but, well, I, I don't think you'd have an argument even there, actually. But, you know, at least it's a better argument because it it wasn't a better conference. And they have, you know, they have 13 out of the last 16 championships. Now, I always hold up the ACC, though, and I don't want to down them because they produce pros like a motherfucker. And if we're honest about it, there's only been um, Clemson, Clemson, Florida State, and Ohio State. So that that stat was wrong, then. That's 12. 12 out of, 12 out of the last 16. That's wrong. Clemson's won it twice. Uh, Florida State and Ohio State. That that was a wrong. That's the athletic. That's a wrong. That's actually wrong. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I was just looking at the athletic thing, and it's like, well, 
that's not true. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, that's not true. So it's it's twelve out of the last sixteen, not thirteen. Uh, that's an error in their thing. Maybe they've already changed. It. I don't know. But I know Cle- unless they're counting Clemson. Oh no, maybe it says the only team. No, Clemson still. Yeah. Anyway, we know for a fact that that's how it went down, right? I'm not losing my mind, right? Florida State, Ohio State, Clemson twice, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but I wouldn't go and say it's a better conference than than the ACC. I wouldn't do that. Now, um, you know, when you look at strength of schedule, you know, fifth to fifty fifth, right? Um, you know, there, there, there is some strength of schedule stuff that you can throw around. It, strength of schedule it is a little bit open-ended. Some, some schedules you go, no, this is the toughest schedule. It's easy to see. Some of it's, it's in between. It is in between. Um, now, you know, Florida State doesn't have the win of a Georgia, but they didn't lose, right? Their top sure. wins, uh, right now as we stand, is LSU 13, 15 Louisville, and Clemson did get up to 22 in this ranking. But when we say, well, um, well, Bama, Bama has a better win, but they lost. Now they lost to the third ranked team in Texas, but they also beat LSU. They beat, uh, Old Miss, uh, who's 11, and then they beat Georgia number one, right? Yeah. And, um, they, so they both beat LSU, and a lot of people were stuck on, well, just last week they they barely beat a team, you know, that was bad, you know, it was 6-6. Six and six. Okay, cool. But then, so, so Florida State, with that quarterback, didn't barely beat Boston College 31-29? So that, was, that wasn't a tight game? That didn't come down to a little bit of a tight game like we could that's the thing like I think it's it's good to add context to all this stuff right and I just think I I understand like we've seen five and six jump up we've seen five jump up a lot we've even seen a six we've never seen an eight but it's only been around for 10 years so I, I I do think Bama you know should get in as well um I don't I don't I think there's a debate of course but at the end of the day, I don't know. I did hear Danny Cannell talk about, oh, he should have lied about the, you know, and just they should have lied. Uh, this is what he said. FSU would have been better served to lie about the severity of Jordan Travis' injury, uh, kept the door open, possibly return. Problem is Mike Norvell and our program are too classy for that type of tactic. Now, when you say classy in Florida State together <laughs> – I mean, let's slow down a little bit, okay? Let's slow down. I mean, there's not that much class in fucking college football or college sports in general. Like, True. Let's slow down on that. Do we want to go back? How far do you want it? We don't have to go far, Danny. We don't have to go far if you're talking about classy. But to me, I don't know if they could have gotten away with that lie. One, it still would have been like, well, we don't know about it, you know? Two. Sure. You basically saw it on the field, dude. You saw his for that one, yeah, yeah. You saw it. You saw it on the field, and that was my. um, And by the way, thanks, Danny, for blowing up my uh, reply off your big tweet. That did help. Um, But you know, like 
you could see he was fucked on the field, dude. Like, come oh, on. Yeah, I know. To say we should have lied about it, do you really think that, like, Vegas wouldn't have fucking found out what the fuck your x-ray was? Like, come on, dude. Like, Hell, they want, a- they want to have a, a grand Senate hearing on the fact that uh, Joe Burrow hit his injury. Like, Right. That's one thing Vegas don't play about because it does when it right. does down to money, they ain't fucking around. Like that Joe yep. Burrow thing now, granted, I don't think the people in DC should be worried about Joe Burrow hiding wrist injury. But that's right, right, right. if you but, but if you try to pull that off, yeah. someone's right. gonna someone's gonna say something and Vegas wants to know because if, if Vegas starts getting fucked on money, then Vegas will care a lot more. <laughs> right. And people do because they are betting on it. Oh, like for, you said. for sure. Um, yes. And, and and so that's that's being biased. Now, do I understand why he's biased? He's Florida State. I get it. But sure. you're also a professional. You do a damn good job. This is not about these people aren't qualified or, you know, most, most of these fucking, the vast majority of these people know way more than us, you know, way yep. more. It has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. But if you're going to be judged on your knowledge, you got to be judged on your professionalism. And when you bring up classy, right? Was it classy to say Deion Sanders basically didn't do his homework for a game when they were losing the game because he was doing too many interviews? Was that a classy thing to say? They lost that game, by the way. Colorado State, the team you were cheering for openly. And that's cool to not want Deion to win. That's fine. But to act like he didn't do his job as a coach that night because he was he wasn't doing it, that's where that's where your biasness shows. But here's the here's the thing. They ran fifty-seven plays against Louisville. They gained 125 yards. They had a 72-yard run out of the Wildcat. They had out of the Wildcat, they did eight plays, 94 yards, one touchdown. So one play for 72 yards, the other Wildcat got seven for 24. So it is a difference. Whichever guy is there, it is a difference. And it sucks. And, you know, I do feel for you. But this whole doomsday stuff that I, that my rant's going to be about, I mean, the Michigan – it's it's the Michigan-Ohio State game was the most regular season – most watched regular season game in 12 fucking years. Okay? Like, to sit there and, and also the Big Ten, dude, it's gonna have, you know, like, it's, it didn't, the shit didn't go on the streaming platforms or something, and that's it. I mean, if you look at the, even the bet, cause it was a tight ass game, it's a rivalry, the, 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 the it averaged, the, the Bama Auburn game averaged 9 million. And it, and it peaked higher. It's forty five percent higher than last year. Like, dog, what are you talking about? People are going to be so. You don't think there's stuff in the NFL that people haven't been able to, you know, turn their face away and say fuck the NFL? Oh, on a I think, bunch of I different ha- levels, right? I think half the people hate the NFL sport, but it's it's hard not. But to they're watch. watching the bit because of their fantasy or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yep. the Pac twelve that fucking great ass game. That it looked like Washington was about to run away with early. Um, that averaged nine point two, by far the biggest uh, Pac-12 title game on record. So, it, to me, especially what's what coming next year, it's like for me, I, I just don't think that the argument holds weight, and I think it's like 
you know, this year I think this, that year I think this. Where you, you know, like I said, people have gotten screwed. Is Danny was Danny pissed when Miami and Washington got fucked? You know, the first BCS there was no head to head in the ruling, so that's why I couldn't complain that much. <laughs> it still pissed me off, but then again, Washington had a point higher than Miami because you know that came down to well, it's a worse or loss. Why they beat them? Florida State lost to Miami. They we had three one loss teams. Florida State, Miami, and Washington. Oklahoma was chilling, right? Florida, Miami beat Florida State, Washington in the second game of the season. I think it was like thirty-four to twenty-nine. Beat, beat them, Miami. So was that you know? I mean, we've had this before. Like I said, if you go back to the the eight people that they 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 look at it as a split championship with the LSU and and uh, and USC. Cool. What about undefeated Auburn though? You know, I mean, so we, we can do this. We can do that all day long. But, yeah, I think I think the committee actually had the the, mo- the by far, I think, sorry, Central Florida, sorry, Baylor, um, this was the t- toughest one that we've ever seen in my, in my, in my mind. Would you oh, yeah. With that? Yes. And just nothing was mentioned this. I don't know if it's quite fair enough. But re- as pissed as Florida State is, and I don't give a shit about Kirby Smart at all, but – would it be worth even saying it in the same room the fact that Georgia, you lost to Bama by three, and you didn't like I almost I mean you have not lost the game for nearly three years. So yeah, yes, your credit was still milk for Florida State. You went undefeated, blah blah blah. But I mean, I, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm not saying this needs to be a ten minute debate. But what what what? Uh, so Ohio State and Ohio State and Georgia. I would say their resumes were just because Florida State, all they did was lose nail biter games to teams right. who were now in the playoff. Right. You know, I, so if, if could I they be Georgia ahead of Florida State, would next year, would they have been ahead of uh, Florida State actually? Maybe, actually. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> then it's more loosey goosey because you know they're at least going to go into the playoff. Yeah. But I mean, shit, if you're a Georgia fan, dude, you're telling me we lose a close, tight game to Bama in the SEC title game? And we missed the playoff because it's our first loss in three years. Screw Florida State, we got screwed too. Like I, you know, I, I, and, and what, what, and honestly, Chris, and you're a guy who always likes to play devil's advocate or see things from both sides. What could you say? To I like Georgia? to add context. Yeah. To stuff. So, but what? Just to finish this point, but what could you say to a George fan? Like, well, screw, screw FSU. Why are we in the Final Four? And I really don't know what to say to that, other than, like, obviously the SEC was down. But Other than the non-conference. Fan, other than the non-conference. I'll I suppose your that. non-conference was your one. Yeah, that's that's. And true. you line that, it up with Florida State, and you go, well, they scheduled. That, that, I suppose that would be the one fair counter. Yeah, true. That's fair. And, and but, you know, but we're still without it. But, but we see, and we don't even know who, who all is playing for Georgia in this game, right? And they're right now a 14-point favorite on them. Damn, you know? Yeah. True. So yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and you're that's you're Ohio point. State. You got pumped. You got you know got got beat by Michigan on a on a late on a late interception. Okay, that's our one. And they did here. schedule on the and, road. They had to go yeah. to Notre Dame. Like, like, and again, I, I'm not I'm not saying it's necessarily fair because there's sure. different situations of hurt. But like, if if I'm Ohio State or Georgia or Florida State, I, we're all kind of in the same ballpark. And no one's really talked about that. They're like Kirby Smart. Like, mm-hmm. what more? What more do you want from me, committee? Like. We've ran the table back to back years like I shit. 
Bama, Bama really does have some good little home cooking some days. <laughs> if, you, if you're a Tuscaloosa fan, and until Nick Saban retires, you're seriously living in one of the best runs for a sport fan. Like, I've, I've enjoyed my fandomship for being a Tar Heel fan and a Golden State Warrior fan. I've been very lucky. I got nothing compared to Bama because that, that run they've had, Chris, since I've – almost since I've known you as a friend, has been a, a pretty damn oh, impressive it's, run. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's more. We, we've known each other longer, actually, yeah, the it, whole time. Man, you look what, at when they started winning chips, you know. What a run by Saban. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, anybody saying he's not the best. I think he's the best coach of all time, but at least the best modern day. There's just no way around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no way you couldn't say that. And, and especially him evolving. You know, when, when, when they passed him up sometimes on offense, what did he do? Oh, yeah? Okay. How about I do this? How about I go get a quarterback? How about I go get a bunch of wide receivers? How about I do, how about I switch up my linebackers? How about I I, I make them uh, thinner so they're not going to get beat by a running quarterback? How about I do? Uh-huh. Hey, he completely adjust the whole friggin' time. I know. Um, and that's the separator. You know that is the major separator. And you know they got the job done. Speaking of getting the job done, you know Georgia came out had a nice drive up seven zip, and. Uh, they they had a decent drive that ended in a missed field goal. Uh, they were punting a fair amount. They were kicking, you know, field goals. They did fumble. It got all the way up to twenty to ten, um, and then back to back touchdowns made that thing really tight. And you know, <laughs> to to do what they did and run out that clock. I mean. We're talking about how Bama is old school Bama. Neither team could, I mean, third down efficiency, four of 12 and three, uh, three of 13, both of them are two and two. But that extra running, especially, they, they carried it 10 more times, but that extra running, um, down the stretch to close it out the way they did. I mean, that was old school Bama right there when he first started winning championships. We're like, we got the ball. You're not getting it back. Yeah, <clears throat> Saban has Kirby's number in the SEC title games. He really does. Hell, Bama alone in the SEC title games. I mean, they're they're seriously a different beast. Um, yeah, also there's the, the, four, right? I think it's four yeah, four and zero for him. I, I, yeah, I, I just like and I I I think that Bama or excuse me Georgia they were not the same team they've been. And again, we've documented this a lot of times this year, but if, you, if today's your first episode, and you probably know this, but they've lost a ton of people to the draft. I, I, I think Kirby's kind of a goofy guy, but actually, I, out of all the coaches I don't like, he's not near the top five. So, I, but you know, last he, two he, years they've lost a ton of talent. He, he's he's had a hell of a run, a hell of a run to go head to head with Saban and and win two titles in a row. Hats off to him. But that dude's had a lot of people go pro. I swear, the whole defensive line for Philadelphia is George Bulldogs. And he's never really had a flashy quarterback either. He kind of has a, a system quarterback, kind of like Saban. Actually, hell, he's had less quarterbacks than Saban. So hey, this is his best quarterback he's had right now, in my opinion. It probably as far so. as throwing the ball. This is probably the best quarterback they've had. I mean, I, shit. If you have to go back to Matt Stafford to find a name of a quarterback from Georgia that was like a high-level pro. Like, he normally just trots out these guys who they might be, get drafted in the fifth to seventh round. So, 
hats off to Kirby. But you, you did lose a lot of talent this year. And Georgia never quite found their rhythm, Chris. Like, this is a team who has dominated for the last handful of years. But I, I swear, they, they had like four or five games this year where they were down at half, tied at half, had a sluggish first quarter. And you never quite just got it going. And I think part of it is lack, just a, a loss of skill. Part of it is the fact that the college football field overall has leveled itself out a little bit just in general for every team included, the playing field with NIL. And part of it is, dude, it's hard to win consistently, which I think really goes and shows we were just saying the, the applaud for saving. And, dude, George, you, okay, you lost one game this year. Like, yes, maybe your fans thought you were going to win that game. Vegas had you favored. But that's your first loss in three years to Saban, who's probably the goat for college football coaches. Like, I, I, I'm sure it's frustrating. They did not have their best effort. They did have a sluggish second quarter, as you documented, which has kind of been their Achilles seal all year, even despite winning pretty much all those games. So I, 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 it's, it's hard to rip them. Like, they didn't play their best effort. But it's him. They lost by less than a touchdown. So what, you yeah, know. I think they just got beat. You know, I don't, I don't, they did because they, they were peaking as the season was unwind, you know, yeah. as the season went on, they were starting to beat the shit out of uh, teams. Yeah. And, and I know that Georgia Tech, they had a, they had a, they had a lead in that one. They did let them back in. It wasn't exactly like some of these other closer games, like a Washington, sure. Washington state or a Auburn, Alabama. But um, yeah, man, I, to close it out in style like that though, and, and, you know, the QB who got benched early in the season, you know, kudos to him for improving and kudos yes. to the, the coaching staff for finding a, a system that fits for him. If a fourth and 31 rabbit out the ass, I mean, that, that, if yeah. that doesn't happen, this whole, this whole yeah. show today, now, Jordan Travis injury, still a possibility, but it's it's a whole di- like that whole. No, it wouldn't of, have been a possibility, no. not for Alabama anyway. I mean, maybe obviously, team, you, maybe Georgia, the, the butterfly. If like who knows who wins what games, but in theory, yeah, that 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 fourth and thirty-one for saving man, dude. I remember watching that game when they played A uh, and M this year. That was an ugly first half too. Like it, it really is remarkable to look at. Just that team was tied with USF three to three and a half in a monsoon, and now they're in the final. Like damn, like. Honestly, I, I, it, it's kind of giving me Ohio State vibes in 2014 when they lost to Virginia Tech, and then they just kept getting better and better by the end of the season. I know it's not the same because they were really peaking, but sure. it's the fourth seed, and it's just an example of how much you can improve in one season. It, you, you summed up. Yep, I won't. Yep, you summed up perfect. No, no more comment on that. That's ideal. And if you thought Bama was done last year, boy, did you think wrong. All right, so Washington on Friday comes out gangbusters. Gangbusters. Now, that plus 10.5 still hit, my friend. I picked Oregon, but that plus 10.5 that I got the second that shit came out, I knew it was too much, but I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't pick Oregon because I did pick Oregon to win. But the plus 10.5 paid because it was a little too disrespectful. Now, I did hear – some folks, and I want to use this example of saying, well, you know, Vegas doesn't know everything. Cool. I mean, Washington was a nine and a half, ten point favorite. Cool. Was Penix in the game, though? Did Penix play in the game? You know what I mean? So we got to add context to everything because that ten, that nine and a half, ten, if, it, if there's no Penix, that shit would have been much wider. Oh, so yeah. Oh, the yeah. whole thing, and they wouldn't have won the game. So really, 
the debate on that one, shut that shit off. Because Penix played, you dummies. Come on, dude. Like, what are we doing here? Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Um, but, dude, they came out gangbusters, dude. It was 20-3. to 3. It was like, oh, my goodness. Punt, three and out, punt, three and out, punt. Had a nice drive, settled for a field goal, three and out. It was just like, holy shit. But they did manage to, you know, get that big, big play down the field and, and score within a minute 30 to get to 2010. Came right out, 15-play drive over five minutes, got it to 20-17, to 17, was able to get a pick and be in good field position, 20-17, to 17, and then Bo Nix, that was I, – I couldn't believe he threw that ball where he threw it. And I don't want to hear anybody say, well, he probably thought the guy was out of bounds. Well, first of all, you're supposed to know the rules. And second of all, you don't throw away the ball that low if you're going to throw it away. That was a bad, bad – I mean, it was a bad pick. Penix messed up. But when you had the time to go and you had that momentum, because look at the very next – you know, their defense held, and then they went and scored a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, to not get some points done that, that was freaking huge. And, and I really think a lot of it came down to that. I will say this. I don't agree. It's 34 to 33. You have a, 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 a minute and 50 seconds left, right? I, all your, all three of your timeouts, I don't agree with going for the onsides kick there because the goal is to, for a three and out. That's the main goal on that. Okay. Now I get, you know, well, no, I don't get it because you're going to be close. If you make them three and out, they got a punt. You're going to be on average closer because if we're talking analytics and on average stuff, I still don't think you go for it there. Now, I, I get the debate of, well, you're getting three and out either way. Yeah, but you could maybe have the better start because then they could trap you. you got to go longer. You had three timeouts. I probably would have punted there. Or, sorry, I probably would have just done the normal kickoff. But I don't think the game was lost or won on that play. But that, you know, that did kind of make me scratch my head. So I'd say that's a little bit. But it was really that pick that he was throwing the ball away and the dude came back in the bounce and picked it. You can't throw it that low is my point. Like, what, where are you throwing the ball away to then? I thought that was a big mistake there. Yeah, and honestly, uh, man, it's because just my buddy is an LSU guy, and he was like still wanted that quarterback to win the Heisman. Uh, going into that game, Bo Nix was the uh, favorite, uh, Heisman favorite, and Oregon was yeah, he just moved up, and Oregon was going to be in the, in the Final Four if they won. So, and I I fell for the trap. I I did, and I've been a Husky guy all year. I've I've liked that team. I've supported them. Forget after before our first show of the year, I forgot who the quarterback was, but that's not for the point. Um, I was gonna say all year after week one. Yeah. So, uh, but and so the people that say, "Well, it's time to have ten point spread." Well, hell, if they play together, they're probably favor again. But Vegas does those off like power rankings. Those are like you rank every team in college football, and based on how far apart they are in the rankings, that's what you make your point spread. So they were a nine to ten point spread because most people in Vegas have them. That's how their power rankings work. That's not. That's just that's pure gambling. And it that's seemed how, like they were on fumes. 
I mean, it had been like it's, six or they, seven straight games. Of just they really high. did. Yeah, I, I bet Oregon first half. I really thought that, hey, they, they snuck by, snuck by, snuck by. Oregon's going to come out, come out like doors blazer and beat them. And me and other people thought that, or else the spread would have gone down, but it didn't. But to Washington's credit, I heard this on a, a show. It's like, I think, and it just summed up perfectly. I think that Washington is simply a bad matchup for Oregon. And that's honestly really true. And is that Oregon, lines up now that we've seen it twice. I, 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 you know, and you could say, well, that's silly. That's kind of, well, no, I mean, the fact that if, if you watch both teams play, maybe you do think Oregon's a better football team. Maybe they do have more skilled players. But just for the, the style of how they play, it's, it's just a bad matchup. And, and maybe Oregon could beat Texas. I, it, it's just for this style of fight, as you, as, as boxing man as you are, the style of fight that they have, it's just, Oregon, maybe they are the better team in the Vegas gamblers' mind from how they look on the field. But Washington, hey, just a couple times in a row, they've, they've been able to defeat them. And, and for Dylan all that, Johnson in the running game, dude, too. He I was mean, running like a beast. I mean, 28, buck 52, 5.4, you know, 5. what was it, 201 to 99 last game? Dropping and I'm not saying your or, and Oregon did good, you know, but yeah. their guys – Bucky nine to twenty, Jordan James five to thirty five. Like they they got to one twenty four, but they had to start passing more, you know, to get back in the game. But that was huge. That well, and to my last point, um, I I was ripping and, and one of the reasons I got nervous because hey, Pettis can't do the whole thing on his own because their defense yeah. wasn't that good. But after after the first half, the first half when Washington played Utah. That Utah bum ass offense, that that struggling, sorry, not the struggling offense. You say what you want. You say what you want. So they were bad, and Utah hung twenty four on UW in the first half with Barnes at quarterback, who had a rough year. After that first half, that defense something changed. The way they played against Oregon State, that was a different defense. The way they played in that Pac twelve title game, that was a different defense against Washington State. Now Cam Ward, he scored twenty one points, but Cam Ward has dropped 50 on a couple people this year. So whatever it was, the, the end of the year. Yeah, he's a hot it, commodity as we speak. What, whether it was a scheme or players get healthy. And, again, I don't watch you, I don't watch Washington enough defensively to know, like, hey, here's here's what I saw differently as a fan. Like, I can I, – I would say I could speak about USC's defense, but they don't play defense. <laughs> so, um, but something changed schematically that made that team different because it was kind of like, well, Penix is good. But man, he's getting worn out, and that defense is trash. You can't no longer call the defense trash. And you now have the well. At the start of the year was who's got the better wide receiver core in the whole land, Ohio State or Washington? Now Ohio State probably has the best receiver in the land, but top to bottom, dude, you're four deep. You got Odumze healthy, McMillan yeah, healthy coming now. Back healthy, yep. I mean that. The, you know they're going to scheme something up in those fifteen practices too. And last, oh, sorry, now last thing my point is a lot of people thought that Penix got hurt in that Oregon game, and if you watched him play, he would, it was ribs, it was abs, it was something. He now has a month to heal up, and he has yes. a healthy wide receiving core. Now, I'm not saying it's a guaranteed beat Texas, but, dude, he's going to be 100% in his wide receiving core, assuming no one gets hurt in practice. That offense is going to show shades of what they showed when the year started, Chris. Yeah, and it already did. I mean, it already did. I, I mean, when they when they came out, Marshall, I was like, oh my god, this is the team. 
this was the fucking team. That's why I picked yeah. them against Oregon the first time. Like, True. I obviously beat at home, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was great to see. It was great to see because it has been a fun team to watch, you know, seeing, uh, you know, Penix, uh, COVID year 2020. Uh, he was part of that there too. Um, you know, that unfortunately, you know, that was a weird year and that, that, that coach, it didn't turn out as good for him off of that year, but his players loved him. I do remember that, but, um, yeah, man, that, that was, uh, that was really impressive. And, uh, I, you know, that was, that was dope. And they, they came out gangbusters ready to go. It was really impressive. Now we don't have to dig too much more deep in what happened. Iowa covered under there. They went under again. Uh, they didn't score any points. Like, just like, you know, when they played Penn State, I think it was 10 zip at half against Penn State. Then it was 31. So they improved by five points. Uh, Michigan, you know, just, uh, did what they had to do. Uh, you know, they're going to get healthy too. We're going to find out if that tackle is going to be healthy. I believe that guard's not going to be, uh, able oh, well, to cart it off against Ohio State. Yeah, but the, the tackle that got a little, uh, messed up, hopefully he'll be back. Um, that'll be interesting. I, I've already heard a lot of people saying, well, look what happened to them last year in TCU. And that's true, but you know, once again, Marshall, context. They had two pick sixes. That's 14 points. They had um, – they tried to – remember, somewhat early in the game, they tried to get a little gimmicky by the goal line turnover on downs. Uh, that's their own fault. They had a fumble at the one-yard line. Now, that's their own fault, but let's call them that. That's 21-point swing right there. It was True. a 51-45 to 45 game. So, yeah, they choked, no doubt. But let's not act like, like – I, I got a little like, oh, that, so they didn't belong in that – That you can't say they didn't belong in that position. It was my point because it was like, dude, even with giving up 21 points, they fucking – they almost won the game. Um, Florida State got by. We kind of talked about them anyway. They did get by, though. Uh, you know, Texas just ransacked Oklahoma State. Shouts out to SMU for beating Tulane. Um you know, uh, now you could say, you know, that that's where the S, you know, the SMU thing, um, you know, like they beat a ranked team. They lost to TCU, um, and then they also lost to, uh, cause they, they're 11 and two. Who else did they lose to? Was it, I think it was a quality. Oh yeah, it was Oklahoma. So that's a good win. Yeah. TCU, you know, on their level, that's one thing, but that, that is the other debate is like, you know, I don't know. I think Tulane was a nice win. They did lose. They have two losses, and they and they did lose to to uh, TCU, which you know, as we know, talk about to go from you know in the second spot all the way there. That was pretty crazy. And but but you know, when you look at Liberty, uh, you know, they didn't have that challenge um, to know. So it's a difference of two. You know, two. 13, it's not the same. That's what I was talking about, too. They're 11 and 2. They're 13. That's two losses. But the schedule was way tougher. So that is kind of up there. Um, any other items uh, at all before we kind of break down a little bit? We're not going to just our first thoughts of the semifinal games and some other games out there, sir. Uh, we hit on all the major bowl games. Uh, I, I did hear that the, and this wasn't live, the over-under for 
Iowa point totals in first and second half were point five. So you could have bet will <laughs> Iowa score a point. And if you bet over a point in the first and second half, you would have lost both your best. Which hey, is very dude, that bad. Tennessee, dude, that I'm sorry to interrupt you. That Tennessee's at thirty six, dude, I saw. It's like, whoa, what? What'd you say? Hold on, dude. I'm jumping on that right away. <laughs> Jesus. Uh yeah, that's I That's high, dude. That's a I high spread for Iowa. Oh, actually, uh, two well, two things. Uh, one, we've mentioned Ohio State a couple times today. Um, their quarterback hopped in the transfer portal, and two, Tulane, who you mentioned, who has been one of the probably best ten, twelve teams in the country for the last two years because they've lost. I think they're like what it would be, I believe, twenty three and two, which is effing insane for Tulane football. Uh, their head coach left and went to Houston, so I believe they had a new AD come in. And now the Dana Holgerson, who I've always liked betting against because he normally loses when I bet against him, um, he left Houston, or he got fired. But Tulane, the head coach there, who turned around a program who, like, we literally never speak of, they went 23-2. and two. Uh, They lost their head coach. Well, so last year, Tulane. we sure spoke of them. Yeah, and, and they, this year, they had a great year. They weren't quite as big, but, hell, they were still playing for their conference championship. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, and I, now uh, he's a but, Big 12 coach. And, I, and yeah, and I, so uh, we will see. Can they keep it up? But yeah, and. I was, I will say, I was surprised though that Ohio State's quarterback hopped in the port already. I guess he must want to look for a new adventure. But damn, well, it was, guys, they told him, they told him that you don't have a guaranteed spot. Oh, okay. You're well, not going to be the starter. And his dad came out and they said that's what they wanted. And he didn't, oh. he didn't play good. His actually dad said it. That he, oh. he didn't play good enough to guarantee a spot. Well, not on Ohio fair. State. He didn't. And well, so. No, no. So True. they said to him, hey, man, we are going to bring someone in to challenge. I can't guarantee you. I can't guarantee it. So yeah, well, I think that's legit by day. He's not resting on his shit. And, uh, you know, you probably weren't going to win that spot. You know what I mean? You probably weren't going to win that spot then. It, so, it, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, as a coach, being honest, I can't argue that. Compared to just, hey, covering up for the whole summer, and then, you know, you, then you go to camp and you don't got a spot. So, interesting. Okay, fair enough. I didn't know that part. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, it says Kyle's dad and coach, uh, literally his dad had a meeting over the weekend, and they oh. wanted assurance. They wanted assurance that they were going to be the guy, and he wouldn't give it to him. which, you know. Hey, fair, fair is fair. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good sign from there. We'll talk a little bit about some other stuff, but let's let that's off the field. Sure. Let's let's okay. let's talk yeah. about Texas and Washington. Now, obviously, both of them can put up points. Um, you know, on paper anyway, Texas has an advantage running the ball, but we know that they don't have their same running back. Um, and we've seen the, the improvement. Uh, both of them, like I said, can can attack. Uh, you know, the, the, it's kind of funny because. Texas can really stop the run, like 80 yards, 81 yards they give up. Um, so that'll be huge. They obviously give up, you know, less, you know, as far as points by a by a, a, a fair margin, I would say. They are, I think it's still a four and a half now. It was four, it's four and a half. Washington, or I mean, Texas is the favorite over, over under 64 and a half. Man, that, that over is looking pretty good to me. Um, this is a great matchup because, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks talk how neither secondary is phenomenal, but if you look at the front seven of Texas, it's nasty. But the back end can 
be exploited. Um, so, I mean, this is – I really think whoever has the ball, it feels like, is going to win the game, whether that's a victory formation or having to score late. I mean, this is a great matchup. I agree. <clears throat> and the fact that – especially for the uh, Washington Sykes, I'm obviously going to be anti-Texas here because I've always said horns down or flash it. But at uh, least you're admitting it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Penix has time to get healthy, which could be huge. And the receivers have time to get healthy. So, yes. Now, Washington, that was the one thing that people said for both games against Oregon. They're not that physical of a team. Well, okay. If you believe Oregon is a physical team, who is going to be a playoff team if they'd be Washington, Washington, Washington beat them twice. So maybe they don't come off as quite of a ground-and-pound team, but if you can beat the top dog in your conference who is physical – you must be more physical than people think. So hats off to them. But with that being said, as physical as you are, you're right, Chris. That that rushing number allowed is psychotic. They give up 80 yards. Like people don't run on on Texas. So is that a huge detriment to Washington? No, because Pettis is going to chuck it from the ground. Now you obviously do need to make some attempts to run, so your quarterback is not just fending for his life, and they're just, you know, the defense fans are pinned their ears back and going for him. But I don't think that this affects Washington like it did Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, in the last week against the title game, they their best player in Oklahoma State's offense is the running back. He didn't do much because Texas does a lot of people to have to run the ball. Now, Washington, as you said, their running back, he was he was throwing bows. That dude had a In the line, too. Let's not forget the line. Sure. So – now, do I think he'll run for a buck fifty again? No, probably not. I don't think he will. But if 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 he gets 80, 80 yards and Pettix is chucking the ball to his four wide receivers, good luck. Because who's the who's the best offense Texas probably played all year? Well, I won't say Bama because at that time Bama's quarterback was a hot mess. But you look at Oklahoma. I, I I would say Chris, this could be a very similar game to Oklahoma where, and I would say obviously I would take Pettix over. Uh, uh, God, the kid just trans. He went to transfer portal today too. The uh, the Oklahoma quarterback from uh, UCF. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a very similar comparison to where Oklahoma is kind they of like put a, up points. a yeah. running gun offense in a way. You know, they can, so I, I think right. I think and they Washington lost what score. the last fifteen seconds or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, seconds. yeah. And that was a fun high scoring game. So I I do think you could have a similar game to uh, Texas Oklahoma to Texas Washington. From a Texas standpoint, I won't lie, I did not watch them as much as I did watch uh, Washington this year. Um, after that Oklahoma game, they really kind of went through a lull to where not they lost, but they had a lot of games that were super close. Like, they, they re- it's maybe, I guess, a bit of a hangover effect. Just maybe like they, Washington, though. Yeah. I mean, true. Oh, yeah, true. Even yeah. more true. of them. They, they overlooked some opponents who you can't. That's part of college sports. That happens. Uh, but... At that day, they won, and they even won, especially when Hewers got hurt. Hewers got hurt there could have cost them their potential to make the, the yeah. playoff because you weren't oh, making the playoffs here with two losses. No. Yeah, two losses, hell no. So they were able to grit it even out. Even one loss without them. them. You know, if they would have just tweaked by people, I think that would have cost them. True. So I do think this is a great matchup. I think this game is, well, might be even close. Well, point spread-wise, it won't be closer, but I think this could be a closer game than the other one. Uh, I do think, yeah, you have two fun offenses, two fun defenses. And I've told, I'm going to tell you this right now, Chris, because I've, I've failed to do this now for the past like four or five years. And I always kick myself. 
I think I got to bet the over because for the past five, six years, in almost all of these semifinal games, you'll see the first quarter is kind of like, hey, get to know you experience. And then second through fourth quarter, it's just a touchdown fest. Yeah. Like wh- whether it was. And they can uh, scheme up shit that they haven't shown or even. Yes. They haven't and shown you have a month to train. Right. Like. Even even the Washington uh, Oregon game got off to a bit of a slow start, but then Washington mm-hmm. Oregon scored like twenty. They easily scored twenty plus points in the third quarter. You know, so I I, I think I like you on the taking the over again. Maybe the first quarter, okay. Who are you? Who are you? Whatever, we'll figure it out. But then second quarter on, if if you're gonna bet the under, I wish you luck. Because if Penix gets on a heater, and then Texas like, hey, dude, we just got to start trucking it. Washington secondary ain't the most strongest either. This could be a, a very, very yeah. fun game. It's a great game. It's it a is. great matchup. Let's not break it down too further. Um, sure. Another thing is, this is a this is this is a good reason on paper why the committee did get it right. Look at these point spreads for both semifinals. We've never had this ever no. for ten no. years. Never. Uh huh. You know. I mean, Very true. It could be, you know, within three by the, you know, oh, who knows what it's yes. going to be. But, I mean, that kind of proves that they did do right no matter what people want to say. It's like, well, I don't know, dude. This is looking pretty fucking good to me uh, compared to what we got. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I do think that this is a sign of, of things to come. Now, it's funny because they're very similar, uh, you know, Washington and Texas. Well, these two teams are pretty damn similar too. Uh, now McCarthy can pass it better. Uh, Milroy can run it better. Uh, both of them, you know, can run the ball. Um, I wouldn't say that they're, they're both just going to throw the ball left and right, but they, they, they're definitely capable of that. Um, you know, one team is better on defense, uh, than the other, but neither of them are slouches as we just saw. Um, this is like the opposite, not completely opposite, but this is definitely more of a throwback type of game. And, and you know, it, it, the over-under is 46 or whatever. So um, with just a slight favorite, I've seen it at two. I think my bookie has it at two for Michigan. But uh, right now in Fox Sports, one and a half. I've seen one and a half, two. I saw it open at one. Um, I mean, Styles make fights here, dude. And, and, and when you look at the fucking schedule for Michigan next year. This, if they want to win a chip, even though you got to go through Alabama, I get it. Um, I mean, so did Clemson twice, and, and so did uh, Ohio State. They had to beat them in the first round. You, you, it's not going to be easy. You got to go through it, right? Um, this is a hell of a matchup. But, yeah, when you look at the schedule they have, Marshall, next year, I can understand why some people think Harbaugh's going to leave. And maybe it's not because of the reasons they're thinking. It's because of the damn schedule next year. It is uh, night and day uh, compared to, to, to last year, or to this year, I should say. Um, but w- what are your thoughts here, man? Because uh, this is a great matchup too, man. As I give you my two cents, can you pull up the schedule for next year? I don't know what it is. Already um, on it. Okay. So – for this game, yes. Now, obviously, when you're comparing offenses to offenses, you have Bama, whose offense has trended up from the start of the year, 
And yes, your quarterback throws a deep ball. Michigan may, may, may throw for more pass yards, but dude, Milroy, that dude, I don't, I don't care. Sometimes the game, they're going to complete a 40 to 50 yard pass. He's done it the whole year. And they got, you know, save as long as they got some speedsters. So Bama's offense, they're going to find some cracks in the holes. Michigan, they got Blake Corum, who's the best running back in the game, and he's going to find his way to pick and choose with the linebackers. I would say the worst part for this is the fact that it's simply you got Saban against Harbaugh. And I believe last year, I will I will double-check this for when we do our next podcast, but there was some stat about Harbaugh's record in the playoffs or just Harbaugh's record in, like, game. Like I, just, I remember seeing it over. I was like, oh, my God, how did I not see this before I bet uh, – Michigan last year against TCU. So I think you got to give the banner to the coaching edge. The quarterback edge is probably pretty close. I think Milray throws a great deep ball. And defensively, I know that Michigan's had a better team this year, but Nick Saban has one month to prep. I, I, can't, I can't be uh Nick Saban if he's got a month to prep. So it's going to be a fun one. That should be. Those are two, as you said, Chris, two great games to watch on New Year's Day, which is a Monday. So – Saturday, Sunday, it's NFL football. New Year's Day is college football. It's going to be such a beautiful, great weekend on January 1st. Yeah, man, it's 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 something. And actually, right when uh, I, I wanted to hold off on Michigan to, to not just see what they do against Penn State and that defense, but also Ohio State and in uh, McCarthy's health, because that was an issue. I don't think it's as bad as, like, he couldn't walk, but then he played. I don't know about all that shit. You know what I mean? That was a little weird. Like, did it did it hurt to walk because you were sore with something? Yeah, I'm sure. But I, I won't go and say that he couldn't walk or whatever. I'm not saying he was paralyzed, but you know what I mean? Sure. He was a little overboard. Uh, but I wanted to see that game to see his health, knowing that if they win this game, they got a month. You know, they got to beat Iowa, but then they, they got a month off, too. And – he was healthy enough in that game. He was healthy enough in the game. He made enough scramble in running plays. And I also saw those that touchdown pass they threw was money. Um, and a couple third down plays that he was scrambling, and he made the little play. Something that, you know, I think he's better right now than Milrow um, overall. Because he could do a little scrambling, he could do a little running, not on that level. But uh, but as far as moving the chains, uh, in not one but two, um, you know, and NFL caliber running backs, it's going to be a great great game. But here's Michigan next year, and I'm just I'm not going to break down their whole schedule. They play sure. Texas. They play Texas. Um, a home is that a home and away or probably a neutral? Okay, sorry. They play Texas at home. Okay. Wow. They play USC at home. Jesus. They play at Washington. Damn. They they play Oregon. Damn. Now that's that's at home, but it's okay. Oregon. And then they finish the season at Ohio State. Damn. That, that's yeah. five primetime games. Yeah. And people talking to me, these super conferences, I don't like this. Are you sure? Are you positive? Are you 100? Did you just hear what I listed off? Damn. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And you know what? They literally these are this is their schedule for the next two years, Marshall. Because oh, yeah, it's the got, Big Ten. Well, aside from Texas, or do they or do they hold it home with Texas? Well, a, okay, you know what? Sure. Sometimes that's every other. Sure, I don't know sure. that. 
Okay, fair but enough. Yeah. As far as the Big Ten goes, you've got a home and away. That's how they do it. They got five years of schedule or six years of schedule already. Yeah. There's that no is a... bias. I mean, there's biasness. Are you sure? Because they sure aren't treating number one too well next year, the next two years. That is so, a beast of a schedule. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if I'm Harbaugh, I'm like, I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna try to get my chip, and if that chip don't come, man. There's got to be something open in the NFL. <laughs> I'm going to have to move on, folks. If, if Michigan makes the playoff next year after that schedule, dude, I'll, 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 I'll bet on them. Dude, if you, if you get to oh, that God, gauntlet, yeah. you're good to go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll bet the Wolverines, sure. Dude, I mean, that's just crazy. So, yeah. And, you know, I mean, and that's the thing about the transfer portal. I get it. It's a lot of movement. But doesn't it give certain teams, like, Penix went to Washington. That worked out pretty good. Sure. Let's just tell us went to Notre Dame. Didn't work out as good as we thought. Like True. it's not all. Oh, you're going to go there now. You do have about eight months before you got to play a game, so you got time to adapt. But you just don't know exactly how it's going to go. We've seen the good. We've seen the. Uh, it's pretty good. Or just nah, that shit didn't work, and, and I don't know what the hell they even got him for. You know. Or teams like Bama that at the beginning of the year thinking, why the fuck didn't you go get someone? You know? So, as we, I just think it's going to make it more teams have a shot to be damn good. I just think that that's going to be the case. Because the, the fucking transfer portal of quarterback is crazy. Shit, the Gophers even got a decent one. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, the Gophers even got a decent one. Um, Hey, so, speaking of the Gophers, I just pulled up. So Michigan plays USC, and then they have Washington two weeks later. They play Minnesota in between. That is a perfect Cleveland uh, spot for Gophers upset. I'm just I saying. Think, I think, uh, yeah, look ahead, coming off something. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think people are getting a little lost with this stuff, getting a little over ranty. And I get it. That's what it's all about. But it's like, are you positive that it's never been this more fair, including the non-power team who gets a bid? Sure. We are going to put emphasis on the conference finals because the top four seeds who who get a bye, they don't have a quarterfinal, but they go right to the quarterfinal. They get to sit at home and play one less game. But the semifinals now that we're working with, no matter if you get that, you still got to play an extra game. Either way, based off the yeah. old system. So, True. And, and then you look at, you know, certain teams, like I still think the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th is going to be a very coveted thing, and it's going to mean something. In a 10-2 and two team that's 9th, 10th, or 11th that had to play, you know, maybe they had a great win in the non-conference, but they had to play the top two teams that happened to be the top four in the country or five in the country. Well, they got another shot. The little guy, the big guy, the tougher schedule, the weaker schedule, it's all going to get figured out. So this whole doom and gloom shit, it, you're out of your fucking mind. But I do have to play Danny Cannell. It's all a sham. I got to play this, okay? I got to do it. It's a dark day in New York City. It's a darker day in college football. Because what we saw transpire the last 24 hours, really the last week, leading into this debate, has been disgusting. It really has. But now the secret's out. Because I've been trying to tell you for 10 years, this playoff is a complete sham. It's not a true playoff. It's an invitational. It's a beauty contest where the participants are determined 
by the power players in the sport. The conferences with the most power and the voices with the biggest platforms. It's never been determined on the field, and that's gross. To say I'm devastated is an understatement for what happened to Florida State, but I'll be fine. I got a national championship ring. I got to play for one. But for those players who are absolutely gutted right now, bought into the lie that if they won every game on their schedule, they would have the opportunity to play for a national championship. I agree with a lot of stuff he just said, but he said he he they bought into the lie. Nobody fucking said if you go undefeated, you're going to get in. Nobody fucking said that. I mean, people say it, but there's no official thing in the rule book. Hey, if you're a – think about it. It's power five with four spots. How in the fuck you could have five undefeated teams? True. Someone's getting left out. And so it, it, it's a dark day. Is it a dark day? I mean, when you talk about – he talks to the gloom and doom, dark day. So, so we haven't had dark days in, in college football? This is called the dark day right here. Keep going here. Hold on. I can't imagine what they're going through. And I hope they rally around it. I hope they go and smoke Georgia. But either way, I can't imagine the emotions they're going through because they bought into this lie that every game counts. Who's in? There's a legit debate between who should be the four teams in the playoff. It's not a playoff. It's an invitational. And it's gross. I'd like to think it's going to change with a 12 team, but it's not. You're still going to have those powerful conferences. And they're still going to have the 12 teams determined by the voices in the TV studios and in the boardrooms rather than on the football field where it should be determined. And that's wrong. And I worry about the fans of our sport who see right through the facade. Please don't go away. Hopefully it gets better before long. But don't lose your passion. I know it's hard. You see what I'm saying? Like, dude, I, I wanted to play the whole clip because, you know, we can all agree with a variety of stuff he said, no doubt. Sure. But to sit there and say that we're still going to have the same problem, it's going to be the same thing next year. Are you come, seriously, dude? It's going to be the same fucking thing. It's the same thing in this whole – they can see through the facade. Dude, do you talk to casual college football fans? Because I do. They don't – they already see through the facade. They already know that this team – Every year, it's this team, and this, that's why I'm saying this year was a perfect example of we rarely have this much debate. These True. power teams don't have the depth they used to. It's obvious they don't have the depth they used to. So this whole thing of they see through the facade, dude, you're acting like it hasn't been a facade the whole fucking time. And, hey, my two favorite sports are college football and boxing. They're fucking great on the field and in the ring, and they got some shit wrong with them outside of it. But this whole fucking, I mean, are you out of your mind, dude? It's a dark, dark day. Dog, I hope you keep watching. Are you looking at the ratings the last couple of years? And like I said, you could use the NFL, whether if the defense is fucked in the NFL, uh, the cornerbacks are fucked in the NFL, the People rushing the quarterback are fucked in the NFL. We still don't know what a goddamn catch is in the NFL. There was all sorts of people on both sides of social uh, justice stuff. I hope people still watch it. I mean, dude, you can look at the NFL and say people are going to still watch it, dummy. Like, come on, dude. That's just so over the top. And that's my problem. He said 
some complete legit shit in there. But then he goes way over the top on other stuff. Sorry, I had to get that out. No, you're good, but just to, but what, 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 what will kill Ray is and what's actually done to the NFL this year is the fact is the, the, the play of the product. Like if you, if you have watched NFL this year, a lot of teams don't have good quarterbacks. That is why you've seen a little bit of a dip in Ray. Injuries though. Yeah, but it's just the fact it's really hard to have 30 good quarterbacks in the NFL. But it, it's, it wasn't like, oh, uh, I, I don't think, well, if, if they're not taking a knee for the anthem, I'm not going to, you know, like people say stuff like that. But again, the and NFL, then it gets 100 million people that watch it. For yeah, the, the NFL is still king. But if if your product starts to dip down, then people will not watch as much. And I will admit, the NFL this year has had, like, there's a lot right, of Right, but we're talking about college football. But, yeah, but, it, but it'd be, even for college, let's say, okay, product let's say for college. Product hasn't dipped. Product yeah, hasn't but, dipped. But it's if, been the best it's been. This year. Yeah, and, and I don't think the college football product is going to dip and play. There's too many teams, too much talent. So, and I was just saying that for that example. It's more even than it, it's ever been. Yeah, right? financially it, too. Yeah. Financially as well for the players, and to be able to get better players than you normally would. So, was yeah, it so, a dark day when LSU and USC split a championship? It was for Auburn. I'll tell you that in 1997. Michigan and Nebraska split a championship in 91 and in 90. Split championships, Washington, Miami, Colorado, Georgia Tech. We could go on and on. 1978, Alabama, USC. 1974, USC, Oklahoma. Do we Notre Dame, Alabama the very next year? I mean, stop romanticizing the past. This It's always been about money. Stop it. True. Well, and also, as you said, to, for my one point I did make, the, the product and skill of a college football is not going – it's actually going up. Like it, that, 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 that one issue, I, I would say – let's say if college football did – if the product did drop off, it would be lose ratings. But there are so many high-talented teams, and the transfer portals made them even. The, the, the college football sport has become even better, and eyes are going to be viewed. Yes, and, and free agency didn't ruin the NFL. And, and I remember what, them saying the same thing about the NFL. Free agency, oh, it's, it's fucked, dude. It's going to be fucked. Are you sure? Are you positive? Because the last 35 years has only gone up. And I guess for my last point of the day, if I can afford to and can get off of work and I can go to one of the first ever college football home games, I will be if, – if I have a team in it, if Missouri or you, whoever, I would love to be part of one of the first ever Division One. College football home playoff games. Dude, just to be, and if my that, Gophers that are ten and two, they got a shot. If my yeah. Gophers are ten and two, they got a shot. I could never say that before. I could never yeah. say, if they win <laughs> against one top of you know top ten team and lose quality, they could they have a shot to be the eleventh best team. Well, with that, if I if we had a twelve team playoff this year, Iowa would have to be in it. it, it you, you, they would almost it'd be close. There'd be a very good argument. No, no, no. Minnesota beat them, dude. Calm down. Well, they 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 can at least make an argument. They won their half the day. I'm not saying they would beat it, but you know, it, it just goes to show you that teams will have a chance. And yes, for that. So when we when we get to our podcast next year, talking about who's gonna win the five versus twelve matchup. Oh, dude, that's gonna be. I I I can't wait for your for now because that's gonna be one of the coolest podcasts. In the year six, you're gonna have way less people sitting out. Not to say you won't have some. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. But you're going to have way less, and that has been a big sticking point. 
No one's fucking talking about that right now. And it's just going to be funny how much once this shit starts playing out. Look at the NBA. I was in between on the play-in tournament. I was like, ah, oh, the, in the fucking season? Not the play-in, but, the, you know, Mid-season, the in season yeah. It's yeah. like, eh, let me see. And then all of a sudden, okay, you're in a pool. Only the people that are – only the teams that are in the finals play one more game, and it helps them in the season, at the end of the season. Yeah, this actually makes sense. I kind of like it. I, I'm good to go. You're going to see a lot of that. It's crazy, dude. You call it a playoff. The casual fans gonna watch that fucking game. Hey, man, dude. Yeah, this this we as you just said, we're gonna have two great playoff games uh, on January first. We should have a great championship. I, whoever's playing, whoever that that spread won't it, the spread won't open by more than five unless there's an injury of any sort. If it's Bama or Michigan, whoever whoever's playing, whoever it, it won't be more than five or six at all. So it's gonna be a great week. Uh, we, we do have bowl games coming up. Uh, we will take a, a small break and then we will kind of go piece by piece with the bowl games as we go through. And then we will be event before you know it. It's going to be New Year's Day. You're going to be on the couch watching, uh, Roll Tide against Michigan and UW against Texas. I'll be flashing the horns down all day. We appreciate your support. We love y'all. Have a good night. The boys are out. Peace.